we are doing shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 part 2 chapter 27 we are in the process of deity worship we had completed till verse 33 yesterday it was all about how to establish the god within a particular entity a kind of a idol or an image or a photograph or whatever and then what are the kinds of things that we have to begin with let us say for example the washing of the feet the giving of the water and putting flowers and so on and so forth now we are continuing with the same this is shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 part 2 chapter 27 verse 33 onwards the worshipper uh, the worshipper should faithfully present me with water for washing my feet mouth fragrant oils flowers and unbroken grains along with incense lamp and other offering i am going to go through the verses pretty fast because it is basically worship so i will continue for few more verses then i will give you the explanation verse 34 says within his means the devotee should arrange to offer me sugar candy sweet rice ghee saskuli which is rice flour cakes apupa various sweet cakes modaka steamed rice rice flour dumplings filled with sweet coconut and sugar samayava which is wheat cakes made with ghee and milk and covered with sugar and spices yogurt vegetable soups and other palatable foods on special occasions and daily if possible the deity should be massaged with ointment shown a mirror offered a eucalyptusstick for brushing his teeth bathed with five kinds of nectar offered all kinds of opulent food and entertained with singing and dancing now those who have opposition for sugar and ghee please stand up <laughs> you can leave the show because this is a spiritual text which has come from ancient times it's 5 7000 years ago they were still talking about sugar being a main ingredient along with ghee is he ghee is something which is very very useful for human beings anybody who is telling you that you know excess of sugar is harmful or injurious to health are definitely clinical in nature okay they have done clinical tests and found out that but i don't think uh, the sugar that they are talking about contains the kind of stuff which is used today in the sugar okay the sugar which they might be speaking of might be different we don't know but let us give them the benefit of doubt whoever uh, has been using sugar in the past and ghee and oils and all that there were no purification methods or there was no uh, method where they could mm, take out the extracts and so on and so forth but let us let us give them the benefit of doubt the reason why sugar is important and some people in this world avoid sugar is because they believe they become fat the fat increases in the body please understand one thing i am not against any scientific beliefs i am for science but why do people put on weight is because they are inactive inactive in the sense in olden times people would be working throughout the day and everything was done by hand physically today even the we are not taking grains and grinding them at home we are not doing that you see if i want a rice flour or a wheat flour or some kind of a flour i go to the supermarket i go to big bazaars i go to walmarts i go to all these kind of stores and buy packaged stuff which is already ground second in olden times even if they had to make sevias or what we can today call them as noodles or for that matter what the italians eat all kinds of you know pasta earlier 
all these ingredients all these basic stuff for food was made at home we used to have long boards on which we would roll the floor and make it into fine strings today there are various restaurants which are specializing in creating these kind of noodles and pasta and everything right from the basic floor isn't it the amount of physical activity that is required in creating that is no longer existing so it is please never blame the sugar for your problem blame your in you know the, the way you are behaving today that means you are inactive people refuse to go to the kitchen nowadays they feel that just putting on a microwave oven and heating something from the fridge is the right approach which is very very wrong so please don't blame sugars and don't blame oils people used oils and sugar in the past also in good quantity but they were physically very very active i still remember my grandmother working from day and night you know right right from the beginning of the day till the last hour of the night she was working i have seen my mother in law get up at 5:30 or 5 o'clock in the morning and from that time onwards till 11:30 12 or 1 o'clock in the night the lady was continuously on her feet and she would make everything from the basic ingredient today's women and men are so lazy that they actually don't want to do anything so you don't you expect yourself to put on a lot of weight so don't blame the sugars for it you blame yourself because you are responsible for becoming lazy i i can tell you the reason why you are lazy it's because of the kali yuga okay let us blame kali yuga for your laziness i should not blame you because tomorrow you will say guruji you are blaming me why not blame everybody around me see look at that fat girl or look at that fat boy he is not doing anything okay first you talk about yourself don't talk about somebody else right so when krishna is talking about giving sweets and so on and so forth please remember he was a very very active person especially if you have 16108 wives you have to be overactive okay <laughs> he, he, he had absolutely no time for anything but he was so busy so please give him the benefit of doubt and don't blame his sugar and other levels all right so this was on the side note so coming back to our satsang back again offering all kinds of cakes what is the meaning of the word cake is when when english word cake comes in it is uh, very strange but in india we call it a flat you know what do you call that a chapati is known by some other name in some other country um, you know all kinds of dosas and vadas and all that we call them dosa and vada in the local language abroad they will call them by some other name so please don't go by what other people are saying it's the same stuff when you say idli you know in india what is idli it's a rice you know, rice flour you have seen those uh, stuff even is made in in china also they eat that idli stuff but they call it by some other name okay now we call modak people abroad will call it momo okay you can call it momo or less less i don't care it is the same modak okay so here in the sanskrit version of it they are calling it with this means devotees should offer me sugar candy sugar candy means you can today call it a toffee ha huh? a sugar candy in olden times was battasas battasas are sugar which is blown up you know basically and uh, 
we have different different kinds of sugars. I wish I could show you some of them. Hmm? Futana we call it. Futana is the white color uh, sugar ball that is there, small, and it looks like a star. Okay, that is there. Now, as a kid, I have seen even my neighbors who are Christians. They would also cook this kind of stuff. Okay. It's not that uh, Jesus doesn't allow them to uh, use sugar or something like that. In Jesus' time also sugar was there. Yeah, everybody's time sugar was there. So, okay. Different kinds of sugars are there. All kinds of sugars are available in the marketplace. Not that some are harmful and some are good. All sugars without activity are harmful. All sugars are good in nature. We require the carbs. We definitely require. So, don't, uh, you know... Common sense, please understand. I always tell everybody, common sense is not always common. So, please use your common sense while deciding on any issue. Don't just jump to conclusion that doctor has said sugars you should avoid. But the doctor doesn't know your activity schedules. Okay? You should tell him I am watching 10 hours television, sitting in front of the TV and not doing anything. Then doctor, no, anybody will tell you that that is the reason why you are putting on weight or something we are not doing. You have to use that energy that is. So here, coming back to sugar candy, sweet rice. What is sweet rice? Sweet rice is page, kheer, those kind of stuff, you know. We use rice, we either ground it or we use the full grain and then we cook it and then we put milk in it and then sugar in it and different kinds of uh, spices and sometimes we even put you know cashews and badams and all those stuff. so you can make a kheer out of it so when they say sweet rice it could mean kheer ghee you know pure ghee is to be offered not the ghee that is available in the marketplace i was i was seeing a very interesting uh, video in which there is a company which is saying it is the largest manufacturer of ghee in india and they have such a tiny factory that in that you can't even make 10 liters of ghee. So, how can they be the manufacturers of ghee? I never can understand. Because if they are talking about even a 100,000 liters of ghee to be sold in the marketplace, you know, the amount of milk that is required, okay. Yesterday, I made ghee at home here, alright. I think I must have collected 3 kilograms of ghee in one month's time of milk. So, you, I will give you a technique of making ghee at home. Okay, do you want to know? So, better you should, you can also make. Bring absolutely pure milk. Don't bring that, you know, 20, you know, 1% fat, 2% fat, that is all nonsense. Bring pure milk. If you have a local dairy farm, go and buy milk from that fellow. Boil the milk. Keep it in your fridge so that you get a thick layer of cream on top. Remove the cream and accumulate the cream for a couple of days. Maybe week, one week, two week, three. The thick cream that is there. Put a little curd in it. Okay. Techniques. And after a couple of months, maybe a month or so, you then use your mixer and then grind it. What do you call that? Not grinding it. You pour it in the mixer. Put cold water in it. Cold water. After some time, you will find that it becomes a very nice round ball. You know, after wearing that thing with cold water in it, it becomes a round ball. Remove that round ball. It's a white color ball. In India, we call it loni. Loni. Alright. So, take it out. Then, take a non-stick pan. You know that deep one. Gather so much of loni in it and put it in the pan. And then heat it till it may take half an hour, one hour or so. 
till you get a very beautiful yellow color liquid on top and a slightly burnt surface at the bottom. That is the solids at the bottom. Okay. Now, two things we ha I have not told you. What are the two things that I have not told you? First, when you are taking that loni, that big ball of the white one, okay, and putting it in the mixer and putting a little bit of water in it and then whirring it. When you get that round ball, you are removing it out and what is remaining below is a liquid, right? That liquid is very, very rich in proteins. It is also called by another name, W-H-E-Y, whey. You have seen all those Arnold Schwarzenegger's eating whey, no? You can make whey at home. So, please don't go and buy those big containers over there of whey. You can make your whey at home. So, I am sure, you know, Balram must be drinking a lot of whey, right? I think you should agree on that. And Krishna must be eating a lot of that white color loni, right? I mean, that is what we have seen. And then, after you heat it, what remains at the bottom? I told you, you know, after heating, what remains at the bottom, the yellow liquid on top is pure fat. That is called G-H-E-E, ghee. And what is remaining at the bottom, the brown color residue, it is highly nutritious, pure proteins. You can please, if you want, put little sugar in it and eat it. It is really very good and tasty stuff. Okay. Now, this is how you make ghee. And imagine my one entire month's collection of milk, the cream from the milk. I have made nearly 3 kilos of ghee yesterday. And it is so fragrant. It's unimaginably fragrant. Yeah, you will have to envy me because I get good milk over here. Yeah. And in all your countries abroad, you don't even get milk which is worth drinking. It's artificial milk and it's the horriblest milk of all. But if you have a dairy farm, a natural dairy farm nearby, please buy milk from there and see this technique. You will actually benefit from it. Okay. Now coming back to our story once again. So, rice flour cakes. You can do that. Various sweet cakes. Hey, all kinds of, we make laddus, no? I'm sure you know laddus, those round stuff which you eat. You make a rava laddu, you make all kinds of laddus at home. He's talking about that. Okay, so next time, if even if I come to your house, please offer me all this thing. I would love to eat that. Yeah, then you will tell me, go go and do some exercise outside. Apupa means various sweet cakes. Modaka. Modaka. Again, this word has come. Modak. Modak means steamed rice flour dumplings filled with sweet coconut and sugar. Okay, not chicken dumplings. Alright, otherwise you will say, Krishna wants to eat chicken dumplings. Sorry, he likes to eat. Modaka, which is made of, see, it's written over here, sweet coconut and sugar. If you want to know the techniques, maybe I will conduct a class on how to cook all this stuff one day. <laughs> Samayava, which is wheat cakes made with ghee and milk and covered with sugar and spices. You know, uh, do you know that we can make a lot of stuff out of wheat flour also? One of them is called halwa. Halwa is a very tasty dish. It is, it is uh, sold all over the world. It goes by different, different names. Okay. If you go to Turkey also, you can get a halwa. It goes by some other name. I don't know the names in all these other countries. You see, in some other country, they will have baklava. I don't know what baklava means, but I think in India, we call it matri. If matri is the <laughs> sweet matri. So, like that, we have different sweets. You can also make them at home. It's very simple techniques. I can teach you. So, wheat cakes. You can make that also. 
Yogurt, I think yogurt is basically curd, dahi. It's available across the world. Not the one which is available in the marketplace. Please don't buy that. You make curd at home. Please. It's a simple stuff. If you are buying milk from this dairy farm, you can put a little bit of old curd in it or maybe a little yeast, you know, something like that and create your own curds. But please do not add, add sugar in it when you are doing the, the yogurt that is available outside where you buy in, you know, stored containers contains a lot of wrong stuff. They contain a lot of chemicals which was not there during the times of Krishna. Okay. So you can make fresh curds and eat it. Vegetable soups. Even during ancient times there were soups. Is he saying mutton soup, chicken soup over here? No, no, he is saying vegetable soup. So, yeah, you can make vegetable stock. You know how to make vegetable stock is very simple. So, you can make various kinds of vegetable soups and other palatable foods. Please understand when he says palatable foods, that means that which you feel like eating. Good stuff. Not taking one karela and eating it. No, karela means bitter gourd. Okay. What is palatable? If karela is palatable, yes, you can eat that. And if you think grass is palatable, please eat grass also. Nobody is saying you can't eat grass. Because there are lots of people who love to eat all that grass, different kinds of grasses. They call it salads. Did anywhere salad come? You think Krishna was eating salads? Krishna always thought of himself. He didn't think that he was a cow or a goat. So he never ate any salads. But today's modern women and modern men think that eating a bowl full of salad is very important. Now you know where they come from, isn't it? In their past life, they must be goats or sheep or maybe some other, I don't know, what creature. So it's not that I'm against salads. You can eat a salad. Maybe your taste buds are like a goat. I don't know. Please eat salads. Okay. Then you should be able to give milk also and maybe mutton also. Eh? Tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so salads are like that. So then he says on special occasions you should give massage with ointment. What ointment? You see, if you go to the marketplace, you will find that all kinds of loofahs and ointments and stuff like that is available. Ointments are nothing but made from natural ingredients. Okay. What are the natural ingredients? Natural ingredients are, you know, you get Vaseline. In olden times also there was Vaseline available. Nobody said it was not there. They had different kinds of natural stuff which is still available in the marketplace. You can, but it is so expensive today that because it is natural, it is very expensive. I didn't know, but natural was supposed to be cheaper, but natural is always supposed to be expensive. So if you buy a natural soap, it, in India, natural soap is 500 bucks for one stupid soap. I'm, I, I have two soaps over here. I have just preserved them because I can't use a 500 rupee soap for 15 days. Okay. Yes, I got it in New Bombay, if you remember. Alright. Somebody had given it to someone and that someone gave it to me. I have preserved them very nicely. Why? Because I am afraid to use a 500 rupee soap. So, can I use a natural, normal soap which is 50 rupees or 60 rupees, 1 dollar soap? Yes, of course, it's available. So, I can use that. So, using natural soaps, normal soaps, not with fancy ingredients in it, just simple. So, he says, use fragrant oils. Huh? Fragrant oils are available in the marketplace. You can use those. Massage him. Massaging is important. Show a mirror. Why is a mirror required? Easy, you have to. Otherwise, somebody, somewhere, if you put some white, it is going to look very odd. Huh? So, like that. So, offer eucalyptus stick for brushing his teeth. 
eucalyptus stick. Nowadays, neem sticks are also there. You know, earlier they would take the long stick and they'll, they'll chomp it and then they would brush their teeth. Now, fancy brushes are available. You just put them in the mouth and they go like that. Man doesn't even want to lift his finger for brushing his teeth. So now you understand the carbohydrates are anyway going to cause him problem. At least move your hands. I know you use your brains, but move your hands. I was reading about Satoshi Nakamoto today in the morning. Now, Satoshi Nakamoto is the father of, you know, bitcoins and all that kind of stuff. Very fancy stuff. And I was reading how the elliptical curve and all those things were used for creation of the, you know, when you, when you buy the currency, you definitely have, uh, what do you call that? A, you know, your own password or something like that. The guy must have been really using his brains, you know. But if you tell Satoshi Nakamoto to go and buy one kilo of rice from the marketplace, I think he will have a big problem in life. Why? Because those who are so high up in that space may have no very little sense in their head for buying mundane stuff. So my suggestion is you become Satoshi also and you become, you know, normally and don't dig your naka. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> that was a joke, sick joke, sorry. So you can be a normal human being for all I care. And when you are doing that, even you should know what is the price of ghee in the marketplace and what is the price of ghee that you are making at home, right? You should know exactly what is the price of each vegetable also. Don't say I am an IT per, you know, consultant, I don't know what is the price of a potato. This is not, an, uh, this is not a lesson for potato. But please understand, I am talking about common sense. The potato means common sense. Okay? And that is a very high sense. I don't know. That, that high sense, normal people don't have. So, you should have that average sense of a normal human being with enough common sense and brains in you. And you have actually. So, use them. So, when he is talking about brushing teeth with eucalyptus, you know, stick, eucalyptus stick, he is not saying don't use a brush. There were no plastics available that time. So, otherwise he would have written brush. See, think about it. So, use your brush, but at least use your hands. Alright? Why do you want to wear, a, you know, have an electric brush that costs a bomb? And they want to sell all this fancy stuff to you. Right? It's the same thing. You know, I read a very funny thing recently. I will tell you. Uh, this is about butt wipes. Okay? Very interesting. Now, the kind of nappies that are available, you know, those disposable ones, the amount of money that you spend buying those fancy stuffs from the marketplace, somebody came up with a glove. You know, glove, a simple glove with the towel thing on top. Huh? And with that, with warm water, you can wipe the butt of the child. And you can wash that glove and reuse it again. And by the way, I think during Krishna's time, they never had any of the papers and all that, no, to wipe the butts with. And no uh, nappies and napkins and all that kind of stuff. Then why is it idiots today using all those kind of things? Anybody who uses it, I always consider them as detrimental to human society. The number of trees that you cut when you use a butt wipe. Think about it. You are causing that problem in this world. Even if it is having a triangle over there and say reused. What do you mean by reused? Plain water is sufficient. So those who use paper... I personally feel that they are actually harmful to mankind. Today the world is moving towards something which is still ancient, but they give it a modern twist and they charge a bomb for it. 
Have you seen those Toto toilets? It spray sends a spray. Why should it cost so much? Why? Because man has forgotten to use that. Ramakrishna Paramahansa would say, I am going to the pine grove. Did he used to say that? How many times he would go to the pine grove? Maybe three times or four times during the day. What was he doing? He was taking one, one small tumbler of water and going to the pine grove. See, you may say why he is going and spoiling everything in the open. Now, it's not nothing like that. The disposal of natural stuff is very important. The most important thing in this world is the amount of money that you spend in unnecessarily doing stuff which can be done by hand. I am only trying to say that. I am not trying to dissuade you in becoming some big modern person. No, no, I am not dissuading you. But if you can do something naturally, don't go and spoil the environment by piling up paper tissues. Okay, don't use paper tissues, don't use those kind of stuff which are going to be harmful to the society and mankind. Because if you are cutting, if you are using one pack of paper tissues, please understand that you are responsible for one tree somewhere. But you can use natural water, no? So please don't be such a jerk. I'm not saying that you are a jerk, but I'm actually meaning it also other way around. (laughs) Don't use it. (laughs) So... Okay, I went from one place to the other, from bathing, you know, from brushing your teeth to that place, from top to bottom. Okay, so now I'll come back again. Bathe with five kinds of nectar. What is five kinds of nectar? He's not saying that the nectars are one that you get from outside. Nectars are those things which are fragrances, oil, stuff like that. What are those things? Different kinds of mud baths you have. I'm sure you know there are mud baths available. Hmm? You think mud is not good, but if you go to a spa, you are going to pay through your nose for a mud bath. Correct? They use those black color stones which are heated and put on your back and all that. I am sure you have seen them in the spa. You have to pay through your nose from there. Of course, they are available in the marketplace. Who is saying not? So, next time when you go to different different locations in the world, go to the places where they sell this natural stuff. Or you can go to the riverbed and pick up those stones. Nobody says you can't. Is anybody going to say, you know, you can't pick up a stone from the riverbed? It's just lying over there. You picked it up. So, there are seashells available. Of course, you can do that. There are very natural methods that are there. So, in this, what he is saying, five kinds of nectar. You have an oil bath. You know, there is an oil bath. I'm sure if you Google oil bath, you will understand. You will know that there is a bath with a kind of a mud, a kind of an extract of different, different trees and plants. You can use that kind of a... So, there are different kinds of baths that are there. He says, you can give me that kind of a bath. Offer offer all kinds of opulent food. What is an opulent food? Have you ever been to a Bengali mitai shop, Bengali sweet shop? Have you gone there? Do you know they make sweets from the same stuff and it has got 100 varieties of that. Alright. So, they will use what is called as chena. Chena is, you know, the milk which is, uh, they use acetic acid and they break it. Okay. What do you call that chena? I don't know what you call it. So, that is there. And then they use sugar. And then they use sugar water sometimes. Whatever that is there, it is used. So, now... Coming back to it, but have you seen the varieties that are there? They call it Rasogolla huh? and sometimes it is in uh, something else and yes, I know everybody's mouth will start watering if I, next time anybody who is there in, with me in Calcutta, I will give you all those sweets to eat, please. 
and you can enjoy yourself and yes maybe because you are not active so that day you know you eat only sweets don't eat meal okay <laughs> so entertain with singing and dancing now this is an important thing which people forget they go to discos and dance over there they go to all kinds of you know and nowadays if you see all the karan johar movies and all those tannu weds mannu and this and that they will show when the, when they have a seven days wedding feast they will have a lot of dances and you can dance in your own house nobody says you can't dance you can put one krishna's image in front of him and you can dance okay you can do bharatnatyam to all your modern dances also what is a modern dance all those ballroom dances to you know cha 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 to i don't know what are the modern dances whatever modern dance you can do that also with krishna okay why with krishna you see with krishna is because he is krishna all right <laughs> otherwise you do with somebody else then you know finally you will end up where so that is the reason why dancing and singing is to krishna only because finally you will end up with krishna otherwise you will end up somewhere else like they show in all the movies how do they the hero and the heroine is dancing and then the next scene is cut to the bedroom okay here we are talking about spirituality so when you dance with krishna and you sing with krishna you will be in love with krishna the idea is that sing songs sometimes people tell me that i don't know all these spiritual songs and religious songs and all that. it does not matter Do you know love songs? Do you know poetry which is full of love? It may be written by anybody, Shelley or whoever. Uh, not Shelley from Indonesia, but Shelley is a very great poet. Yeah, so Shelley or some other person. Read that poetry to him. Does not matter. Krishna will be very highly pleased. He will say, "I don't understand English, but it does not matter. Maybe what you are saying is love, love, love ten times. No, I am happy with it. You got the point." and you may say i don't have a good voice does not matter krishna is not interested in listening to your voice he is only looking at you he is only looking at the way you are singing for him so when he says entertain with singing and dancing that also you should do in an arena constructed according to scriptural injunctions a devotee should perform a fire sacrifice utilizing the sacred belt the sacrificial pit and the altar mound when igniting the sacrificial fire the devotee should bring it to the blaze with the wood piled in his own hands after spreading kusa, kusa grass on the ground and sprinkling it with water one should perform the anvadana rituals according to the prescribed rules then one should arrange the items to be offered as oblation and should sanctify them with water from the sprinkling vessels the worshipper should next meditate upon me with the within the fire so these are also techniques which he is talking about he is talking about scriptures which talk about different kinds of methodologies which involves fire sacrifices and so on and so forth now you will say why fire sacrifice i know you will not say because all of you are mute but well in your mind you are going to definitely say na, what is all this does this does this have any meaning for me well it has a meaning for you i will tell you you know in your life you have spent money on going to a tandoori restaurant you know tandoori's tandoors yes an indian restaurant or a pakistani restaurant or some kind of a restaurant where they put that you know long stick and then they make those rotis and stuff like that and yes you have had butter chickens over there yeah abroad people eat a lot of butter chicken and this and that and you will say now where is that sacrificial fire coming from i'm telling you telling you wait 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 in the tandoor there is a fire you understand so coal fire somewhere inside do you also remember some coal fires in the open you put one hearth and you roast something over there in skewers you know those long pokey stuff and you put all those vegetables and all the meat and then you fry them i don't know what it is called again 
in most of the countries they have these places where they have these uh, what is that called oh, i've forgotten uh, what is it called i can't see anyway so the thing is it is not visible over here so yeah this stuff which you can understand i think you are very intelligent people you will understand now you everywhere in the world they are doing this are they not having open fires and this and that and cooking on that if you can do for your stomach why you can't do it for krishna tell me so do it for krishna all right so he is talking about creating stuff for him there is an uh, there is an uh, australian couple who are using a lot of stuff in the fields all the sacrificial bits they do fires they do and whatever ash that remains is strewn in the field and it is becoming very helpful to them why because there are some important ingredients in that ash which helps them so you can definitely do because if you are doing it for yourself you can do it for other people as well using the sacred belt sacrificial pit altar mound what is all this stuff kamarbands belts sacrificial pits pits where you make those sacrifices altar mounds it's like this if it is like a mound those who have been to mexico can tell you what a mound looks like you know on top of the mountain there is a all those steps are there okay those who have gone to egypt also can tell you those who have gone to peru and south america bolivia yes everywhere there were these kind of mounds so we are actually doing it but we don't know about it so i'm just saying that use those stuff again it is mentioned you should sit on the kusa ground and perform rituals and stuff like that it is a way of only invoking the god so krishna is just giving you certain techniques i'm just going to read through it because it is important somewhere where i have to stop i will stop the intelligent devotee should meditate upon that form of the lord whose color is like a molten gold whose four arms are resplendent with the conch shell this clubs lotus flower and who is always peaceful and dressed in a garment colored like the filaments within a lotus flower his helmet bracelet belt and fine arm ornaments shine brilliantly the symbol of sri vatsa is on his chest along with the glowing kaustub gem and a garland of forest flowers the devotee should then worship the lord by taking pieces of firewood soaked in the sacrificial ghee and throwing them into the fire he should perform the rituals of agara agara presenting into the fire the various items of oblations drenched in ghee he should then offer to 16 demigods beginning with yamraj the oblations called swistikri reciting the basic mantra of each deity and the 16 lines of the purusha suktam him pouring one oblation after each line of the purushukta he should utter the particular mantra naming each deity now all this is a ritual those who are keen and interested in rituals you can actually see most of the priests perform this kind of sacrificial rituals sometimes during the course of the year you can go to any of the hindu temples and see it i don't want to describe these rituals because they are basically rituals meant for invoking the god through this ritualistic activity in our world when it is mentioned that i we just have to take a few lines over here and understand the form of the lord is called colored like molten gold krishna is black in color no then where did molten gold come from see the form that you are praying to could be a narayana form his form is molten gold only right krishna has various forms so you can accept the form that is appealing to you and pray to him in that form right that is what it means having thus worship the lord in the sacrificial fire 
The devotee should offer the obeisance to the Lord's personal associates by bowing down and then should present offering to them. He should then ch chant quietly the Mula Mantra of the deity of the Lord, remembering the absolute truth as the supreme personality Narayana. Just now only I was telling you his Narayana form is what we are worshipping just now. So you can definitely offer him the prayer which is meant for that particular deity and not somebody else. You see, in uh, even in the Christian churches, if you are going and standing in front of a Christian deity, like, like say for example, Mother Mary, you can't say Father in heaven to her, no? Mother Mary is Mother Mary. Pray to Mother Mary. So pray to Mother Mary. Don't pray to Jesus over there. Jesus is different. Mother Mary is different. So prayers are specific in nature. You will ask why specific in nature? If I call you by some other name, will you like it? No. You won't even look at me. Right? So, that is the reason why specific verses are important. Once again, he should offer the deity water for washing his mouth. He should give the remnants of the Lord's food to Vishwaksena. Then he should present the deity with fragrant perfume from the mouth and prepared betel nut. This is the end of the, after you finish the meal, you hand something which is called as a sweet. No, Sometimes you have the sweet. Here they are talking about fragrant perfume. Perfume suparis. Suparis is a betel nut, we call it. Hmm? Areka nut, betel nut, all those kind of nuts that are there. Yeah, they are perfumed. Or betel nut, you know, naturally you can use the big one or you can use the broken ones. Sometimes they are black in color, sometimes they are, you know, different colors. You can give them. Singing along with others. I still remember as a kid, when I was about 2 years, 3 years or 4 years old, I used to love eating supari. Supari is areka nut. Now, when we were, I was going to school with my mother when I was 4 or 5 years old, when I was walking down to school, every evening we will stop at one person, one, uh, you know, vendor on the roadside and uh, she used to give us uh, bananas, you know. So, we will buy at that time. One dozen bananas used to come in some 10 rupees. 10 rupees is currently 15 cents. 15 cents. You used to get 12 bananas in 15 cents at that point in time. Think about it. And after the transaction was over, my mother will say, come on, let's go. So I would just be standing like this over there. So the lady who was selling us these bananas used to say, he is, he is waiting for his, uh, you know, uh, tax. So what was the tax? So she would open her pouch and remove some betel nut and give it to me in my hand. And then I would put it in my mouth and for the whole evening I had the betel nut in my mouth. So this is what? Again, we used to go by trams. You know, earlier on there were a lot of trams in Mumbai. So I would catch a tram across, uh, there, there was a station called Parel. From Parel I would, we would catch a tram and go to a local zoo which was about 10 stops away. And every now and then, my mother would be holding me like this and going in the tram. So anybody who is sitting next to me is eating a betel nut or something like that. I would put my hand out and give me. So betel nut was my favorite till the time it started giving me trouble. So now I don't eat betel nut. <laughs> and fragrant betel nut from the past, I still remember something which was called Milan Supari. Now some people who remember Milan Supari will be happy to hear the words. But... That was a very interesting Milan Supari. Supari is a betel nut. So, some stories. Singing along with others, chanting loudly and dancing, acting out my transcendental pastimes and hearing and telling stories about me, the devotee for some times absorbed himself in such festivity. It is important to exchange notes with the other devotees. Why is it important to exchange notes? Because when you exchange notes about the Lord, you are actually in love with the Lord. You remember, if you go to any Salman Khan's movie, 
what do you do after you see the movie you come and discuss oh he looked so handsome he looked this and we definitely we talk about it isn't it so is exactly the same you discuss about the lord you talk about him and you feel happy about it and that is the reason why you should always you know keep on talking chanting singing songs just like movie songs you keep on singing is the same thing you can sing songs right and you become absorbed in this festivity the devotee should offer homage to the lord with all kinds of hymns and prayers both from the puranas and from other ancient scriptures and also from ordinary traditions that means yes you can sing film songs also which are love songs to you nobody says you can't hmm? all right praying oh lord please be merciful to me he should fall down flat like a rod to offer his obeisance placing his head on the feet of the lord the deity he should then stand with folded hands before the lord and say pray oh my lord please protect me who am surrendered unto you i am most fearful of this ocean of material existence standing as i am in the mouth of death praying in this way the devotee shall respectfully place upon his head the remnants i offer to him that means prasads prasad remnant means what whatever is the prasad so when you go to the temple what do you do you take one small flower one tulsi patta or something like that or tirth no all these things are used so you can take that and little bit of prasad that is the sweet or something that is offered to the god you can use it and that is nothing but an offering which was given to him then they should be performed okay and if the particular deity is meant to be sent away at the end of the worship that is ganesha is sent away remember that then this should be performed the devotee once again placing the light of deity is present inside the light of the lotus within his own heart so that means visarjan visarjan means after the entire ceremony is over what do you do with the deity you put him under the water you know you dissolve the deity isn't it now again dissolving the deity in the water is called visarjan people nowadays do it at home in their buckets it's not bad it's not wrong also but i would say that it is doing a public visarjan is always better use don't use the harmful variety of colors you can use the natural ones and buy them accordingly whenever one develops faith in me in my form as a deity or in other bona fide manifestations one should worship me in that form i certainly exist both within all created beings and separately in my original form since i am the supreme soul of all Now, this is a line which you should definitely remember the lord exists in all places first in the tiny deity that you have created a small image that you have created a picture that you have kept or a painting a drawing an idol he says i am in all that then second i am in you also so this is spirituality so i am in you krishna is saying these words he says i am in you also or in other bona fide manifestations so your guru also the teacher also yes and remember i am also there in my original form krishna is available to us in any and every form that you wish to have not only in one small you know uh, idol no he is there as a actual manifest form also so you can pray to that form by worshiping me through the various methods prescribed in the vedas and the tantras one will gain from me this desired perfection in both life and its next a devotee should most fully establish my identity by solidly constructing a temple along with beautiful gardens this garden should be set aside to provide flowers for the regular daily worship special deity processions and holiday observances Uh, this is especially for those who are interested in creating a temple an ashram these lines are important 
So, the ashram or the temple along with the deity has to be established over there. Along with it, on the peripheral side, you need to have a floral garden, you need to have fruit trees, floral trees and so on and so forth. And yes, of course, water, this, that, everything should be made available. And you should worship him daily as well as on holidays and occasions. So, when we have important functions, holidays, occasions, Diwali, Dasara and all, yes, you should do that. One who offers the deity gift of land, market, cities and villages so that the regular daily worship and special festivals of the deity may go on continually will achieve opulence equal to my own. So, if you have land, please donate it. <laughs> so, you can create some temples and churches, I don't know, it does not matter. So, what he is saying is, those who offer lands, markets, cities and villages. Now, you don't have cities and villages that you can offer, but at least a patch of land you can definitely have. You know, the strangest part is this. There are lots of people who own houses, you know, there are many houses that they own. Some people own 4 houses, 5 houses, 6 houses, 10 houses. They are making 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 rupees rentals from these houses. But they cannot give a small patch of land even a tiny patch of land to make one temple in their life. It is so pathetic. This is that same God who is giving you everything and you cannot give a little bit of that thing to him. You are earning, I mean there are lo lots of loads of people out there earning interests and uh, you know, God knows so many things. But when it comes to offering money to God, they will say what you know? Mera retirement ka paisa hai. I am keeping this money for my retirement. I am keeping this money for my children. I am keeping this money for... These are the same children. These are the same people whom you are keeping money for. They will one day stab you in the back. You are not going to get anything out of them. Their goodwill vanishes the moment you pass on the money to them. You know that? After that one day they will be nice to you. Ten days they will be nice to you. On the twentieth day they will throw you out. Yesterday I put an update. You plant a mango tree. Mango is eaten by somebody else. You take a policy, a life insurance policy, you will die, somebody else is going to get the benefit. You buy houses, lands, all those things and what happens to those lands? Some person who is unworthy takes it away. So, what is the point in living this kind of a life which is for somebody else? Give it to the Lord or keep it for yourself. No, you go and enjoy that land, go. So, if you can spare a little bit of a land or a property or something for creating the temple or creating this, I think it is good enough. So, God says, the Krishna says, you will achieve opulence equal to my own. By installing the deity of the Lord, one becomes king of the entire earth. By building a temple of the Lord, one becomes a ruler of the three worlds. By worshipping and serving the deity, one goes to the planet of Lord Brahma. And by performing all three of these activities, one achieves a transcendental form like my own. Do I need to give you an explanation? Yes, when you give all this away to God, charity or whatever, you will definitely get a lot of pluses. The kind of karma that you will have in your world will be phenomenal, which will take you to all the heavenly domains. But one who simply engages in devotional service with no consideration of fruitive results attains me. Thus, whosoever worships me according to the process I have described will ultimately attain pure devotional service unto me. But those who are in love with me and only do duty for me alone, Krishna says these words very clearly, they are working themselves only for Krishna. Such a kind of a person will only come to Krishna only. That is it. 
period no other sentence over here needed such a kind of a person doesn't have any requirement in life he is not saying give me money give me power give me property give me this give me wife husband no no nothing no children no peace no happiness he is saying krishna i just want you that's it this is called devotional service unto the lord got it and this is an important verse don't forget this verse anyone who steals the property of the demigods or the brahmanas whether originally given to them by them himself or someone else must live like a worm in stool for 100 million years interesting line so please don't stool <laughs> take away properties from people who are trying to make a you know a temple if someone tries to take away a property like that they will i mean according to krishna not see is written over he will live like a worm in a stool for 100 million years many years ago as a side note somebody said to me i am offering my 5 acre of property so that you can have your ashram over there i said very good fine and all my students were there at that time disciples were there they were willing to go and settle down over there when the actual time came the son of that person says this person is cheating you this person is taking away your stuff he is trying to brainwash you he is trying to do this he is trying to do that i never asked for anybody's property. that person offered it on their own so and then the sister also came into the picture and they put a big spoke in the wheel and then they said no this person is a con man he is a cheat we should not offer him that there is no way in which you can prove i am a con i think so here most important part was if you offer this kind of a land or if you offer this kind of a thing please do not take it back or do not make attempts for taking it back because it's an important thing if you have offered it to the lord for a particular religious purpose for a certain purpose do not try to reclaim it back this is an important line and we have come to the last verse over here 55 verse not only the performer of the theft but anyone who assists him instigates the crime or simply approves of it must also share the reaction in the next life according to the degree of participation they must suffer a proportionate consequence so suppose you are in agreement with this person what was done was right please remember that they will also have to go through a proportionate consequence on the on the note i will end this book was written thousands of years ago it was not written today and it i am not saying words from my own pocket and i am not taking out words from my own hat and telling you please remember these words are very ancient they are very old and we consider this book as a holy book so what words over here are there are extremely important do not forget them and we should never side with those people who talk this kind of a nonsensical stuff if somebody has donated a land for building a church we should never oppose it if somebody has given a land for making an ashram let that person do it we should never say anything bad about it okay and this is what we can end on so we have finished the chapter the process of deity worship next time we will do another chapter this is a very very interesting chapter but it is a very heavy chapter called gnan yoga all right so i shall stop over here and i shall see you all coming week bye take care you have a very good day or a good evening